Rolling Sentences presents All Hail Zipzog Part 1 Meeting a Savior When God stops by and asks for help, there is rather stiff resistance from Rufus, who questions his own beliefs and maybe just thinks he's going mad, because why would God stop by? This is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, businesses, events, incidences, and situations within this story are completely fictional. Any resemblance to actual people, real, living, dead, actual incidences that are real, fictional, and so on, and any incidences, characters, names, businesses, events, and so on, etc., etc., and any fictional stories is purely coincidental. Copyright 2022, Michael Honnery. All rights reserved. The landing light of the apartment illuminated the welcome floor mat that had been placed there. Rufus smiled at the mat, which was not as friendly as some mats were. He fished out his keys while once again reading, Welcome, one and all, to the place you'll hate. Damn straight, worst departments in the area. With his keys successfully out of his pocket. He kicked at the mat and then went to unlock his apartment door. Entering the mudroom of his apartment, Rufus quickly tossed his jacket onto a hook and got himself out of his shoes. The feeling of relaxation washing over him as this was his weekend. No work, no plans, just crash out for the weekend since nothing was expected of him. It would be good. The flash of light like a TV screen coming from the doorway to his living room area, however, threw all of that out of the window. Had he left the TV on, he barely watched the thing anymore, as cable was just too expensive to deal with and bunny ears were too much effort to set up properly. He had it because occasionally video game consoles demanded that he have a TV, which was fine, though that too had been happening less and less as time and age had given him less time to do video game stuff. He wandered slowly forward, trying to figure it all out, as more flashing lights appeared in, in his apartment. Entering the living room, he carefully peered about and froze. There was a figure on his couch, bent over, watching the TV. This person was very focused on what was going on, and Rufus could only think that he should be doing something, like run away. But he found himself unable to move. Then the show that was on went to commercial, and the man turned and looked over at him with a smile. Oh, good, you're here. Now I know what you're thinking. You do? Yes, something along the lines of, Oh, dear God, there is someone in my apartment. I hope I'm not about to be murdered. Why, God, did I not run away a second ago? That may have been what I was thinking, but uh, what? Oh, but that doesn't matter. Who are you, and why are you in my apartment? And if you come to rob me, well, please take the TV and probably the only item worth taking, so take it. The man stood up, and then, as if light as air, jumped over the sofa couch to the other side. He came right up to Rufus with an intense stare. This is where things get a bit complicated. No, I'm not here to take your TV or steal it. But no, I'm also not here to murder you. And, and, well, as for who I am... Yeah? 
I am a god. Oh god, I have a crazy man in my apartment. I'm not crazy, thank you, and please don't call. Um, please, yes, I don't take kindly to dismissing my godlike powers. Ra we rather take it as a challenge to ourselves. Rufus felt he'd had more than enough of this, and tried secretly to move his hand to his pocket, all to grab his cell phone. He did a great job of getting his hand in there, but he was spotted in the Safford, and this god in front of him, who claimed to be a god, pointed at his pocket. Naughty naughty, no cell phone for you right now. Rufus tried to pull his hand out of his pocket, his cell phone in hand. Though, but this did not work. His hand didn't budge no matter how hard he tugged, and he began to look desperately at his stuck hand. He grabbed his arm with his other hand and began to pull even harder, but it was not coming out. A bolt of fear shot through him as he thought of that he was going to die with one hand in his pocket, the other trying to pull it out, and there would be so many questions asked when they found his body. Not wanting this, he turned and fled. He'd gone back to the mudroom and, letting go of his other arm, Rufus glanced about for his shoes. His mind told him escape was more important and that he should already be out the door. His free hand grasped at the door handle and pulled it open, only to see the man, now wearing simple linen robes and longer hair and a beard, standing in front of him. His mind felt this weirdo now did have a very godlike look to him. Does this look conform more to your liking and act as proof that I am who I say I am? I could perform a few party tricks if that will help you get over the facts that I am a god. I know a couple of good ones. Rufus couldn't take it anymore. This was all, all way, way, way over his head and weird. He turned and fled the other way. He'd made his way to his bedroom at all possible speed. A sparsely populated room with a dresser and a mattress on the loosest of definitions of a bed frame. He ignored all this and the man, still in his simple robes, now on his bed, as he went straight towards the fire escape window. With all of his strength, Rufus tried to open this window that he knew, for a fact, should be very easy to open. He'd opened it many times before. He'd already figured that it would be stuck because this weird man in his mind was causing him to lose his mind. Then he realized at some point that his hand, which had been in his pocket, was now free, well, minus his cell phone. He did tug at the window, which didn't open, and turned in a huff back around. Would you like any other party tricks? Rufus still wasn't hearing any of this as he marched his way out of his bedroom. There would be a way out of here, some way. Oh, I know. I'll give you a pair of breasts. That should stop you dead. Rufus, on the other hand, only caught the last bit as he marched out of the room. He did come to a stop a second later in the living room, his hand grabbing at his chest as he registered what this weird person had said. His chest didn't feel any different, and he jumped forward. When a hand stopped his back, Rufus spun about to see this figure waltzing into the room. While his hand was still feeling his chest, he dropped them an instant later. Relax. It takes time for them to grow. Um, uh, uh, I'm joking. I didn't give you a pair, unless you want them. Then we might work out a deal. Rufus blanched. His day had now officially gone to hell, and he was being chased by a madman or a figment of his imagination. He wasn't sure which it was, or if either was better than the other one. And, well, he couldn't decide.
And now that you're so broken that you can't move anymore, let me introduce myself and my purpose here. I am a god, and I need your help, Rufus. I refuse. You haven't heard what help I need, or how you might help me. Yes, and I still refuse to help. Well, I'm god, rather a god, and if you don't do as I say, bad things will happen to you. I can make a lot of changes to your body so that no one will recognize you anymore. Worse, you won't have a valid idea, and those are desperately needed these days. Rufus paced about the living room unsure of himself and why he was inflicting this on himself. With uh, whatever this might happen to be, and then stopped. Okay, I won't promise to help, but at least tell me what it is, what help you need, so that I can tell you no. I'm looking to get the world back on the right track. People have strayed from religion and gone astray. That will not do anymore. Uh, you mean agnostics and atheist people? What? No. Those lot of fun. Well, they're weird, but they're fine. I'm talking about the fruitcakes. The ones who keep twisting about their religious books. And twisting it about to mean whatever is wrong with the world should be banned and that they're butthurt about these days. Rufus bit his lip and did his best to hide a smile. There were certainly a lot of religious types praising the Bible or godly book that they liked, ignoring anything else in, in the books, both good and bad. Ah, uh, well, yes, that's very nice and all. I don't think I will be any help whatsoever and I wouldn't know how to help you in the first place. And I don't even know how to get people to listen to me or how those types would come to me to talk to me to listen to me. You know, it's just, it's not gonna happen. It is simple. You become a prophet and start a new religion and bring them back to the light or you will be cursed by other gods. Choices. Easier said than done, any of that. And so I have to say, no thanks. Why not? Because that would be insane to try. And no one would listen to me in the first place. And will probably be accused of being a cult. Rufus turned and hurried out of his apartment, hoping that, that this was all going to just go away. Having managed to escape the apartment with his shoes on his feet, Rufus made it as far as the front sidewalk to the apartment complex. He turned to head up the road towards town when he realized that the god, he used air quotes in his mind, was right beside him. The man had once again changed clothes so that he fit in and was in a sort of track suit. Rufus sped up his walk to get away. The god just seemed to float along, keeping pace right beside him. The walk, having turned to a speedy one and then to a jog, as he tried to get away from this god, or this man, or whatever he was that had kept close behind him. He was quickly approaching a nearby park. Go away! Kent, it's been decided that you will be the one to help me. I thought you said you were going to change me if I didn't help. Well, well I will, if, you, if, if it helps get things done. But it is the last resort, since everyone else said no to me already. Since he had approached the park with a rather thick piece of wooded section near it, Rufus, with all hope of, that for some reason that the god might not be able to go in these woods, turned and ran into it. 
The error of this, though, immediately became apparent to him, because why would a god, or just a crazy man, be prevented from going into woods? He slowed up, and then slowed even further to a walking pace as a pathway emerged in front of him. He jumped out onto it and began following it, trying to enjoy the night, but kept throwing glances here and there, because, well, there was a crazy man, or a god, following him. However, the stranger from his apartment was gone, but that didn't mean he wasn't around. The trail of this path soon joined a larger main path that cut its way through the park. As he joined this main way, though, unsure of where he was headed, he felt an instant familiar presence over his shoulder. It is rather a pity that you came out of the woods. I can't go in them for some reason. Rufus spun about on his feet and tried running, but the man grabbed his shoulder. The grip would not let go, and also would not let him go anywhere, no matter how much he tried to pump his legs to get them moving. I was joking, Rufus. Of course I can go into the woods. Then the grip on the shoulder relaxed and let go. Rufus no longer felt like running away, mostly because he couldn't muster up the energy to do much else other than slump his shoulders and head towards a nearby bench that seemed to call to him. He sat down rather heavily on this bench and sighed as the cool evening air wrapped its way around in, in a brisk moment. Rufus felt like he should be enjoying it, since it had been sweltering hot the last few nights, but the man now standing in front of him had stopped all thought of that dead in his tracks. How would me starting a new religion even work? Have you seen the types you're trying to get bring back into the fold? They only go for big, blitzy, glamorous megachurches that claim to help save them, and miracle cures, and, well, mid-level marketing mainly. Yes, I have seen that, and that's why I'm here, speaking to the newest and greatest prophet. We will overcome this very soon, and they will all be flocking to you. It will be shocking. Forgive me if I don't believe you, Sir God, and also I haven't said I would help you yet. Oh, you will. I'm not worried about that. I'm just giving you time to mull it over in your mind. Now, I have some planning and research to do on this so that we can further our efforts. I shall bid you adieu for now. The mysterious, godlike man disappeared from sight. No flash of smoke, no fancy waving of his hands. He was just there one second and gone. Since he was just gone, Rufus could only blink several times at where the man had been standing. He looked around some more. But there was no sight of him, and so he slowly got up from the bench as he headed for home. Rufus found himself taking his time to get back to his place, his mind rolling over all that had happened in the matter of an hour or so. Along with the occasional grab at his chest to make sure that things weren't changing, he kept questioning himself. Since he was all alone, he found himself talking to himself. Could have all been in my mind, and I'm just going crazy, but I don't want to find myself being forced into a mental asylum or a mental hospital by doctors. So no psychiatrist. No, 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 no. That would be bad. At least not yet. I might need to do that later, just to save myself. I mean, it was only one episode of weirdness, and things weren't that bad. The sight of his apartment building in front of him quieted him. No more talking, otherwise people, who would begin to show up on the sidewalks, would begin to suspect this madness was in him, and he really didn't want people calling the cops on him. 
As he hurried his way up to the building and then up the flight of stairs to get to his place, the cold night air had turned unfriendly on the open walkways between the apartments. He came to a stop, though, at the front door of his place, the question on his mind being if he'd left the front door open. He had, and there standing in the front of the doorway was his downstairs neighbor, an elderly man who used a cane to get around, and he often complained that everything hurt. Hello, Rufus, are you in there? Rufus walked up behind this man, and doing his best not to scare the man to death, coughed politely. Oh, hey, George, what are you doing up here? The old man turned around. Oh, there you are. I heard all sorts of banging going on up here, and I, I came to see if you were all right. Found the door wide open. Uh, sorry, I, I thought I'd lost something and went rushing back out of my place to see if it could find it. Turns out it was nothing. Uh, shall we get you back to your apartment? George nodded, and so Rufus helped guide the old man back to his place. After helping the old man down the stairs and back to his place, Rufus managed to trudge his way all the way back to his own apartment. Every step seemed to consume more energy until he'd gotten back to his place. Even then, the last hour or so were flashing through his mind, consuming more energy as he found his bed and flopped onto it. He could not think, but he kept thinking, and none of it was making it easy to think. Rufus made one last check of his chest to make sure that things were okay and not growing, before fading off to sleep. And because it was his weekend, Rufus did what he loved to do, sleep in until the afternoon sun and an overly warm room forced him awake. He wasted away some more time lying about the place before realizing that his friend's place was probably open right about now and struggled upward and into his bathroom. He dashed through his morning routine of getting cleaned up before settling in front of the mirror as he sprayed a mint spritz freshener in his mouth. He needed to look nice and come across smooth, though the nagging thought that all he was going to do was bother his friend while they worked came to him. He wanted to impress her, as he liked her. Still, the what-if scenarios kept playing in his mind about what could go wrong, and sometimes what could go right, but mostly what could go wrong. Okay. We go, and we only stay for a little while, right? I won't be called clingy or bothersome if I'm only around for a little while. Besides, people hang out at the bar all the time, all day long. That will be fine, right? Maybe, hopefully. But even as he stepped away from the mirror, he felt his confidence waning. At half an hour's worth of a walk later, Rufus stood in front of the bar that he was so torn about. Roxy's Gastro was a nice little place. Though unremarkable aside from the flashy neon sign that blinked on and off. His friend had wanted a sort of retro exterior with simple bricks and that is what she got. It was retro-ish and felt like a bar, so she got what she wanted. Rufus admitted it was a cozy looking place from the exterior. If he could just sort out all of his problems with her in his head, then everything would be great, right? He entered the place, plunging into a gastro pub where one could dine or have a drink. The host, who tended to people wanting to bite, was at the entrance podium and took one look at him and then notched her head towards the bar. She's at the bar. Are you going to confess how you feel this time, or shall I tell all those that have a running bet that today is not the day? Wow. Right, I'll tell those that bet on today that they're out of luck. 
Rufus was left standing there for a second while the host went off to talk to other people. He eventually recovered from this blow and headed towards the bar. This bar was a big, thick oak slab of a bar with plenty of alcohols and mixers behind it. And this place was mostly empty today. It was a Thursday, and it was also the afternoon, which of course meant that few people would be out and about. Rufus found a seat and slid onto it, waiting to see if Finn showed up. When at first she did not, he took a look around the place. It had all the feelings of a modern bar, with all of the trappings of such a place. The clink of glass against the bar drew him back around to see her smiling figure with a new haircut. She had one side buzzed, and it was sort of a hipster style. But it worked on her, and if it worked, it worked. He rather liked it. Your usual drink of water, sir. I don't understand why you come here if all you get is water and, and occasionally some food. Wow, well, I like the sights, and my friend is here, and I like to support your endeavors. Is that a not enough reasoning for you? Maybe it is, and thank you for coming and visiting and supporting. I have to see what some other customers need and to attend to. Are you going to check out our latest addition to the place? Ah, you got the arcade up and running? Don't mind for do. He was off the stool in a flash and grabbed his glass of water and headed off in search of the arcade addition to this place. Off to the side and illuminated by a bright neon sign that flashed arcade, Rufus found what he was looking for. The sights and the sounds of machines bipping and popping with their sound effects and a few happy voices. Of course, there were a few old classics mixed in with fighting games and a few side-scrolling action ones, all of which he knew from his time in arcades, were designed to maybe, just maybe, delay that move you made by half a second so that your character would die, and then the game would demand you pay more money to keep going. It was a racket, but one he rather liked. He perused the machines, seeing what was offered and what might capture his interest, and every time he stopped to look at a screen... He swore he saw the man from yesterday, who claimed to be a god, sitting in the environment and waving at him. His pace quickened at each stop until he found himself entirely out of the arcade, frightened that he was seeing things. Rufus hurried back to the bar uh, with his glass of water and was doing his best not to look around. There was a fear running through him that this person from yesterday, that had maybe in his imagination, was maybe a god or maybe it was just... Maybe he was just crazy. Who knew anymore uh, that this person was trying to haunt him or something like that. As he sat down on the bar stool again, he found himself looking at the mirror behind the bar that made it look like there were many more alcoholic bottles back there. A trademark look of all bars that Rufus never really understood. But maybe that's because he didn't drink all that much. And there in the mirror of the bar was the man he saw. Rufus put his head down on the bar so that he wouldn't have to see or think about such things. A slap on his back brought his head roaring back up as he was ready to argue and fight except it wasn't who he was expecting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You look ready to fight, buddy. Did I do something to you? Ah, sorry, Ryan. Um, my weekend has started badly and I might be going crazy. Works that bad. Where, where, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what's driving me crazy. Rufus put his head back down on the bar, hoping to avoid the usual enthusiasm that his friend Ryan brought to everything that he did. The last thing he needed was cheering up. He wasn't 
depressed. He was just going crazy like a mad-ass donkey that had been slapped. Maybe. No need to be done in about work, man. You have it good there. No one bothers you. They all expect some work but don't want to check in because they don't understand what you do. It's easy street for you. Your usual, Ryan. Yes, please. Are you getting drunk off of my water supply, Rufus? That would be a first for sure. Yep, drunk as a skunk on ba- on a bad Saturday, having spent the night crawling from place to place with all of the efforts in pretending to have a good time with friends. Impressive, but drunkards don't stay at my establishment, so shoo. Rufus took this chance to look up and then decided this was a good time to leave. And he took his chance and got up and headed straight for the door with his head down. This earned him hard stares from both Finn and Ryan, which he failed to see because he was heading out. He exited the place and into the parking lot of the establishment, breathing in heavily on the fresh air and trying to get his lungs to relax. The last thing he wanted was Finn to think of him as crazy. So the less said by him, the better. You know she was joking, right? Rufus spun about to see that Ryan had followed him, looking curious and worried. Or is this about you liking her and not being able to tell her? Does everyone know that I like her? Pretty sure, yeah, but I haven't spoken to every single person in the history of time and the world, so maybe no. Jeez, does she know? Ah, well, I can't speak for the prophet Jesus, but uh, or rather Finn either. I heard rumors that about the way she swings. Are we back in high school or middle school now? Rumors? Yes, we are, especially with the way you're acting around her. Rufus paused, ready to protest this, but he stopped himself. It was all too true that he was acting high schoolish, with terrible crush and no way to express himself. Come on, I have a feeling you're not telling me something, and I'm going to find a way to get it out of you. Uh, no, 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 you're not. We're good, we're good. I'm, I'm going away, no. Ryan had already thrown his arm around Rufus's back and began pulling him down the sidewalk. The day had went by in a flash of forgetful wandering between drinking establishments. Rufus had a few drinks here and there, mostly because they'd been forced on him by Ryan, and it had been a good day getting his mind off of things and getting a little tipsy along the way, which is why they found themselves at Ruby's burger joint, with Ryan going inside to get them food. Rufus stood by the door, waiting for his friend, while enjoying the quiet evening that had come about. The door banged open, which interrupted this relaxation. He looked over to his friend, holding up a bag which was already showing small grease stains on the bottom. Needed sustenance after our day of fun. To the park, though, where it isn't as noisy as it is around here. Ryan had already set off towards the sidewalk, and Rufus stood there dumbfounded for a second. Noise? It had been perfectly calm. Then the noise came. The loud, boisterous conversations and humming and roaring of car engines made a lot of it. He shook his head. Tuning out such things was what he was good at, except for when it all came screaming back in a noisy area. He never liked that. Ryan had led them to the park bench, which, at first, caused Rufus to look around suspiciously. He was still a little buzzy from the drinks, but sharp enough to remember last night in the park and the weird imaginary guy who chased him about the park. 
but he sat down just to make sure that he didn't accidentally make Ryan suspicious of him any more than he already was. Ryan handed him a burger and then some fries, which left him with no hands to do anything whatsoever with. Ha, now I'll get your defenseless, and you must answer questions. I am not defenseless, Ryan. Fine, but it is time for the Inquisition as to why you're acting weird. Ryan, with a free hand, poked at Rufus's nose, which was very odd, and Rufus shook his head trying to figure out what was going on. Nothing is the matter with work. I am exhausted from it, and, well, my apartment isn't great, and life is, eh, and I can't talk to Finn, and are you happy now? Can I figure out how to eat in peace? No, there is something else, and I know it. What is it, though? What are you hiding? If I told you that, I feel like you would have me admitted to a mental hospital in a heartbeat. Potentially, yes, uh, and then steal Finn away from you. I'm just kidding, though. Uh, uh, what's driving your madness? That isn't a young, attractive woman. I mean, you do have a young, attractive woman that you're interested in, but I don't think that causes madness. Or is it? Oh, boy. Um, so, well, I guess I can explain a little bit. I got home the other day and went into my apartment, where there was a man sitting on my couch watching TV. Shit, that's weird. Yeah, the guy turns around and proclaims that he is a god and that he wants me to start a religion to bring people back into the fold of religion, I think. You had a madman break into your house and that made you go mad? The other thing is that I don't know if he is real or if he isn't. He might just be imagined and... He chased me about my place and then down to the local park. Ryan sat back and munched on his burger, taking in this news. He didn't look particularly disturbed by it, but then again, he might be planning somehow to ship him off to a nearby psychiatrist to get the whole wheels in motion to get him sent to a mental hospital. There would be no time to waste if this was the case. And so Rufus began inching his way off of the bench and he stuffed his fries into his mouth to free up his hand, just in case he needed to defend himself. Just in case. Why did this person choose you? I don't know why. If I knew why, I would have done something. Uh, well, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, but if you're going mad, there are perhaps easier ways to do it. And, um, you know, religion, it's a, it's a rather tough nut to crack. Make it new one. Yeah, no, that's going to be tough. Ryan's cell phone rang in his pocket, and he got up and walked away to deal with it. He was back a few seconds later with a wave of his hands. Gotta go, duty calls. Don't go too mad on me. I wouldn't suit you in the first place, and I promise not to tell Finn about any of this, since, well, sort of, it'll be interesting to see what happens to a friend if they go mad. And with that, Rufus watched the man as he finished off the last of his food, and then was gone leaving him to sit there and try and figure out if everything was going to be all right. Rufus finished off the rest of his food and then slowly, a little unsteadily, got himself up, all with the hopes of figuring out where he was so he could get pointed in the right direction and head home and hopefully not think about the god-like person who had come into his life. 
But there it was again, and he figured it was hopeless, and that he was going to wind up thinking about it. He'd managed to figure out how to get back to his place in short order, and then he was back inside of his little hovel of an apartment, wandering across the space that made up the living room and kitchen, all while successfully ignoring that there was a man, once again, sitting on his couch, watching TV. He made his way to the bed, and was ready to flop over onto it, when he'd realized what he'd seen in his living room. He contemplated walking out there to have another conversation, but decided on the face planting into his bed was a much nicer and easier sounding option, and so he did that. His sleep was not to be a fitful one, and when he awoke, cranky, the next morning, far too early for his liking, he rubbed his face as he got up, and the instant memory of a figure of a god sitting on his couch watching his TV with some sort of cable channel, which he probably did not have, and should not have, coming back to him. The thought of this brought him out of his bedroom to stand in the living room kitchen area to look over and see that the man, the god that he so claimed he was, was still in fact sitting on his couch watching TV. Just watching for some odd reason. And the screen looked very white and holy, like something was going on in it, but he couldn't really make it out. Mr. God, are you illegally making my TV receive cable? No, no, this is a godly channel. You humans don't receive it and cannot see it for the most part. It's mostly made up of bad daytime soap operas, although we make it a little brighter and holy, per se. And But we do keep the stupid drama, as it's just too much to pass up stupidity. It's really fun to watch. And then there was a pause, which Rufus took to mean that he should hear what was being said. And it was all fine and dandy, and, well, why and how were the thoughts that came to him about this TV getting a holy channel? It just, uh, he didn't like that. So he moved on. You said you went to go do something and then disappeared for yesterday and, and my last day off for the weekend, and, uh, I, I was just, it was just, um, if you're a god, wouldn't it be a snap of your fingers to do such things? I'd expect you to be able to do things instantly. Well, no, not exactly. See, like you, I have rules holding me to being only able to do certain things. I can only be seen by you and affect certain things right now. We gods don't want people knowing much about us, so we limit things. Thus, I'm only able to change things you, Mr. Rufus, interact with. Like the TV and the remote. I can interact with those, but if I went over to your neighbor's place and tried to work those, I wouldn't have much success. At least, yeah, no. We'll, we'll, we'll go with I wouldn't have much success. I could have some success, but it gets complicated. Rufus decided he didn't understand any of that at all and went back to his bedroom to figure out what he was going to do for the day and then remembered that he hadn't done much food shopping in the last two weeks, because his life had been so busy with work and all of that, and it might be a good place to just get away for a while. After sorting himself out through the morning chores and freshening up, Rufus cleared his mind of thoughts of gods or forming a new religion or just going mad. He just needed to get some food and be all alone and so on, except... When he went down to his car, the worst of the worst happened, and this man, claiming to be a god, had followed him. 
Why are you following me? I thought you said you had to give me room to figure out if I was going to help you or not. You, sir, have already decided. The only problem is that your mind hasn't told you yet. And anyway, I haven't had a chance to go see somebody do food shopping or these new food marts yet. Rufus had gotten to the beat-up car, stopped, blinked, and then got into his car. He was not ready to think about any of this anymore. The drive to the local supermarket took him out of town, as the local places charged a bit more than he could afford. It wasn't that he didn't like them, just better to save money by going to a place a little further away, so that he wasn't crippled by debts for food and just living. The ride was a quiet one, which he turned on the radio, only to hear gospel hymns blaring out. Very high-pitched ones, and almost a continuous noise. The god reached over and instantly turned it off. Yeah, no, I'm only allowed to listen to uh, a gospel music, so perhaps don't turn on the radio around me? Does that happen to all music around you? Maybe? I never really tried to listen to any of that, so it's all a really annoying noise, so I never really listened. I pray that the supermarket sound system won't be playing music today. Ooh, ha ha, that I can do something about, but only once we get close to it. Rufus worried about what was going to happen to the loudspeaker system in the grocery store, his worry growing as he pulled into the parking lot of the store as he did not want it to explode or anything like that. It would be quite a mess, and what would happen to a store if a sound system blew up? Well, he couldn't really say, just didn't want to know either. After all, it was a helpful tool for finding lost children or adults at times, and, well, if they couldn't do that, then who knew what might happen? He did not express this worry to the man beside him, though. The thought being he should wait to see if this lunatic, what this lunatic might be doing first. Then, once that happened, if he needed to, he could flee and never return to this grocery store ever, ever, ever again. They'd gotten out of his car and slowly made their way up towards the store entrance. Here, where the carts hung out, they were instantly blasted with some sort of pop or soft rock that was instantly playing on the loudspeakers. Rufus flinched at the sound, but then realized that the crazy man was not by his side anymore. A moment of panic shot through him. Should he run away, or stay to see what happens? The music quietly went away, leaving the place quiet aside from the usual customer talking and the creaking of ill-oiled wheels on the carts. All done. What is? The music is playing, but we won't notice it. The people should be hearing their usual stuff, if nothing went wrong with my plan. Rufus thought about this for a few seconds. The feeling of flaying still seemed rather appealing, but no matter where he went, this god was sure to follow. With a sigh, he grabbed a cart from the row of carts and began heading for the produce section. The fruits and vegetables all looked fresh and nice and entirely complicated to cook, then corrected himself. Most of the vegetables were probably tough to cook when he never really thought about cooking. He idly cruised about the area, trying to figure out what he could get away with buying that wouldn't require much work. The god was nearby, looking at things and then transporting himself all over to look at something else. Rufus kept an eye on him, watching to see if anyone else noticed him or thought there was a man over there. The crowd, 
this early afternoon crowd didn't seem worried about him. It meant that he was either going mad, or that there really was a god there, and well, if this was a god, he was really a rather mischievous one. There might be a chance that he was actually going to grow a set of tits, because, well, the god hadn't threatened him with that. This thought sent panic through him as he abandoned the produce section with some bell peppers, carrots, and potatoes in his cart. He'd gotten as far as the pasta row before the man was behind him again. He could tell it was there, since there was a soft humming noise coming from behind him. It sounded vaguely angelic, and it was getting on his nerves with how chipper it was. I can stop if you wish. Please do. I have, I have enough to think about. Ah, yes. Think away, my minion, for justice. We will conquer these heathens who forgot that they can't just cherry-pick parts out of our holy book. What are you on about? Saving the day, bringing back the gods of old, showing these people the power of brimstone and might, and, well, all things mischievous as well when it comes to gods. That sounds like a terrible time. People want a gentle god, a forgiving one who will help you be a better person. If it's a mischievous one, they're probably going to run away and never return to that church or whatever, a holy area, whatever. They might even seek a new religion which will allow them to ignore sections of the holy book. Oh, that's fine. All gods are basically the same up there. As long as the people are lovingly wrapped up in our embrace, we don't care who it's with. Well, most of us anyway. There is a bit of a dick measuring contest when it comes to certain ones, and certain religions having the most people. Wow. Yeah, we're just like you sometimes. We did create you in our image, though. We also made lots of tweaks to keep things imperfect. Plus, I mean, can you imagine if we had to walk around looking like everybody all of the time? How many different body parts we would just have hanging off of us? It'd be crazy. And then there was that one time we tried to make things perfect, like us. That experiment? That quickly proved to be an experiment in arrogance, and we undid it very quickly. I'd repeat myself and say wow again, but I'm not sure you get the point that that sounds fucking awful. He pushed his cart further down the row, and then looked about to make sure that no one was paying attention to him because he had... Because he might appear to be speaking just to himself. It would look weird if no one else could see this god, and he was just talking and then swearing and talking to himself about religion. That would definitely earn him at least a visit from the police, and then probably many, many psychiatrists. The aisle, though, was thankfully empty, aside from them, and he slowed his cart pushing. By the way, you sound like you've accepted the idea of being the one, the prophet, the great one. I don't know. If I do, they ha there have to be some rules, and we need to make sure that we have something we stand for. Oh, we do. It's all about being the right religion with a little bit of wackiness thrown in, and maybe a touch of uh, mischievousness. But not the jumping around, singing, praying, or miracle healing types. No, 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 no. Those lot are a little too odd for most. Anyway, we need a name for our little show. Or our god, if I am doing this. Or anything, really. Do you have a name, aside from god, by the way? Or are you just, are you all just called god and it gets confusing as hell up there? 
Well, yes, it is a little confusing as hell up there. Uh, then hell does occasionally come upstairs to talk. Uh, but anyway, um, we do have nicknames for one another. Uh, mine isn't good, in fact. It sounds rather alien, even though that is kind of what I am. Uh, so what is your name or nickname? I am Zipsog. All hell, Zipsog, the almighty god up on high. No, 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 no. No one would ever buy that name for a god. Sorry, Zipzog. We will keep thinking on it, and we will see if we can make anything work out on this. I somehow highly doubt that, though. And what about the rules you want to put in place, Rufus? I hope you aren't going to the whole stone tablet route. The last time we went and did that, we created two tablets, and the guy broke one of them, and then forgot all about those rules. Like, what the fuck is that all about? It's hard to carve into stone, and he just breaks them and then forgets about them? Didn't he have a good reason? Maybe he did. Anyway, we aren't doing that kind of thing anymore. The store's loudspeakers suddenly crackled. The soft tones of gospel music began wifting downwards. Uh-oh. Time for me to go. Used up too much of my powers and too many things. Rufus blinked as the man was suddenly gone, leaving him very unsure of what was going on. If this was madness, well, it was very convincing. It was, in some way, real. End of part one. Thank you for listening.